This message is produced by the Transformation Edge Church. We believe you'll be inspired and transformed by it. The Trans Edge, a change is inevitable. I'm going to be speaking on what I've titled discipleship. Core, the, the acronym is Committed, Open, Realistic Engagement. And it's about being committed to God's word, being committed to the things of God. And it's much more also about being open. So it's not just about committing to it, but also open to be impacted, to be influenced by God's word. And a realistic, it's, you know, we don't try to put our own twist or our own, you know, um, yeah, twist to things, but rather we open ourselves just the way we are, just as you are, without, you know, one plea, so to speak, to the Word of God. Because if you aren't open, you won't be changed. If you aren't real, you won't be changed. Unless otherwise you want to bring something that is completely not you to the house. And you know what? Like, like we said a few weeks ago, God sees through all, all of that. He knows when you're unreal. He knows when things are going pear-shaped, especially with your presentation. So it, it's all about committed, open, realistic. You know, you need to bring it real. And, then, and the expectation, you need to have an expectation. You don't come to, um, you know, to call, basically, without an expectation. Your expectation is to grow. Your expectation is to mature spiritually. And your expectation is to be able to reach out to other people. Now, one of the major things that Jesus told us about, and that was one of his last words on earth, is in Matthew 28. He said, go ye therefore and make. So that's one of the orders he's given to us. It's a command. It was not a promise. It was a command. He said, go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. Make disciples. So the major and most important thing that he told us is to make disciples. To make disciples. And how can you make disciple without being a disciple? Talk to me. Is it pot- possible to teach when you have not learned? Actually, what would you teach if you've not learned? So it's not possible. And because it's not possible, first, we ought to be disciples ourselves. Because we cannot do exactly what Jesus has asked us to do without becoming what he's asked us to become. So the process of it is becoming first before we can do. Is that, is that true? So we need to first become before we can do. You know, Paul said to Timothy, he said, follow me as I follow Christ. So follow me. And he said again in another scripture, he said, what I have taught you amongst many brethren, amongst many people, amongst many other, uh, you know, Christians, he said, the same. The same, right? The same impact to those who are able to teach others also. And that is more, more saying, hey, you become a disciple so that you can have the capacity to be able to disciple others. And there are qualities of a disciple. What are the qualities of a disciple? You can rattle it off if you want to. So you can rattle it up. So what are the qualities of a disciple? You already know. Number one, you have to be loyal. And that's beautiful. You have to be loyal. And most of us can write 10 pages on loyalty. You know, you can see someone who is loyal even from the way they are looking at you. (laughs) 
you can tell. You can tell if they're just, you know, painting you up or they're actually real. And with loyalty, there's more yes than no's, right? With loyalty, there's less criticism. But there's more, I may not understand what you're talking about, but I'm here. Right? That's loyalty, right? I don't get it, but I'm here. And at times what carries a relationship is loyalty. Right? It's true. It's, it's, it's loyalty. I may not understand why you bought the pair of shoes when you bought, you know, you've already bought another pair of shoes last month. But it's okay. I get you. It's like my wife, right? Shopping is a therapy, right? Even last night we talked about it. He said, but you know shopping is my therapy. I said, I, I get it. He said, but you, you don't like shopping. I said, no. Well, I do like shopping. It just depends on where you're shopping. If you're shopping, you know, Apple products, yeah, of course, call me. But if you want to shop for clothes, shoes, man, this is a waste of time. But you see, that's me though, all right? But you see, we can continue to flow together because I quite understand why it is. And that's her personality and I don't seek to change it. All right, I'm loyal to her in that regard, and she's loyal to me in the things that I don't like to do. But we continue to work on it together. So discipleship is being able to stay loyal. Number two, anyone else? Come on, give me. Submission. Submission. Submission is a difficult thing. Why would you be submitting to someone else? But you can only submit to them if you trust them. Because there's no submission without trust. Are you still here? Because you only trust someone you know they know where they are going. And you submit to their leading. Navigator. Think about it. Oh, you submit to navigator, especially when you are lost. You put it back again and it tells you recalculating. And then you finally submit. All right, you take me there. And at times that's what we ought to do to, you know, to the Holy Spirit, to submit to his leading because he knows much more. He does know much more. And so to be a good disciple, we need to be loyal. We need to be able to submit. And submission, there's something that stands against submission in every facet of it is our pride. Our pride. Our little pride. That thing that tells you why should he be telling you what to do. You know? And most of us are in that worldview these days. Don't tell me what to do. They're always looking out for the little thing that sounds like a command. If it sounds like a command, your, your antennas are up going, no, you shouldn't be telling me what to do. But, but can two work together unless they are in agreement? Not at all. So it's completely part of discipleship to be able to submit. And at times, I don't know where you're taking me to, but I do trust you. Right? You know, we talked about it on Friday, how um, Thomas, everyone know Thomas? Brother Thomas, the doubting Thomas. All right. So we know Thomas who said, although he heard about Jesus' death and possibly um, saw that, you know, re really Jesus had died completely and he was buried. He said, until he actually sees the print on Jesus' palm and, and, the, and the, uh, the scar or whatever it is on his side, he would not believe that he was risen from the dead. Quite interesting. Although every other disciple believed, but he couldn't believe. It was difficult for him to believe. So what happened? Jesus showed up on the stage. 
you know, stood up in the room where they were all, um, you know, hiding and quivering together. He said, hey, all hail. And, uh, and he said straight to Thomas, so let's use this lady as Thomas. Hello, Thomas. How are you doing? All right, said to Thomas, hey, Thomas, the prince, and the mark on my side. And Thomas stupidly actually went and touched it and touched the side. And after that went, oh, my Lord and my God. And Jesus looked at him and go, you've seen this and you believed. And turned around to the rest of us coming 2,000 years later and said, blessed are those who have not seen yet believed. You see, we've not seen Jesus. But we've believed. Because there's a trust. And we've submitted to his authority. So that's some elements of discipleship. So we have loyalty. We have Submission and, okay, so let's add one more to it. I don't want to go through my own because you are doing very well right now. Yes. Obedience. Obedience. But you see, obedience, loyalty, and submission are almost going hand in hand. Because obedience is another thing that really, you know, Oh, man, it, it, it just knocks off the, the lead on your trauma. Obedience, really? Am I still a child? I, I, I only obeyed my parents. But now I'm an adult. Why should I be obeying? But you see, it's part of it. You know, we talked about it a few weeks ago, how that true freedom comes from the ability to be able to give your own freedom away. You are not truly free until you can actually lay down your own freedom without being forced to do it. So obedience. There's a need for obedience when it comes to discipleship. But I'm just going to quickly also mention a few other elements, which is studying God's word. Connecting with God's word. Because you cannot be a true disciple of God if you don't know him. And one way to know him is through the study of his word. Our vision is to generously impact nations, building a people with God's likeness. A people who will lead and influence in all areas of life. That's all good and fair. But through the knowledge and wisdom of God's word. Not the knowledge and wisdom from academics. But of God's word. Because if you want to be a good one. Good Christian, a good disciple, who can do what Jesus said to do, you've got to learn more about him. Even in relationship, we take time to learn more about ourselves, right? And we're still learning. We are how many years now? We got married in 2008, 11 years. Not quite as long as some other people. But, but yeah, but, but we've been doing this for 11 years, but we're still learning new things about ourselves. So don't ever think, well, I've been a Christian for 20-something years. There's not much to learn anymore. There's a whole lot more than you do not know. And if you don't know, you're still on your way. So don't ever say, well, I know everything already. Not at all. It might even be your favorite scripture. But there's still elements of that scripture that you have not come to realize. Why? Because God's word is full of new germs, right? G-E-M, germs. Beautiful germs. You, you know, you shine a light on it. It's like diamond with different faces. You shine the light on it. it. It emanates a different reflection. 
And then you see that reflection and you go, whoa, my goodness, well, I didn't know that. For people who study God's word all the time, ask them, check, check with them how amazed they become at times when they read and read over the part that they've always read. And go, oh, actually, really? I didn't know. I didn't know. The second part is prayer. Because you really can't do much without prayers. Why? Because prayer is your opportunity to speak, speak back to God, to communicate with God. While you're studying God's word, he's talking to you. While you're praying, you're talking back to him. Are, are you still here? So it's just that consistent prayer in your life, consistent uh, study of God's word. And the last part that I want to talk about is how the prayer and the study of God's word influences your life, forms character in you. What kind of character do you have as a disciple of Jesus Christ? Don't forget a disciple of Jesus Christ. In other words, someone who has been discipled. Now, don't forget we've always talked about the disciple as a synonym that we always use here as for discipleship is a disciplined follower. A disciplined follower. Discipline. Discipline is a tricky word. No one likes discipline. But for you to grow, you need discipline. Are you still here? John chapter 15. John 15. Jesus said, I'm the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off. Say that with me. He cuts off. He cuts off off every, every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. Say that with me. He prunes. It's a fancy word for saying he cuts off. Same thing. The branches that bear fruit, he cuts off. The branches that does not bear fruit, he still cuts. But not off. But he cuts. He cuts. So if you want to be discipled very well, you need to wait for the discipline that comes as a result of that. Because when you are discipled, you become prosperous. You become uh, reproductive. He cuts. It might hurt a little bit, but he cuts. You know, for some of us here, at times, you know, just naturally we'll come to you and say, hey, where have you been? It's been a while. And at times you become defensive. Well, 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 I was in church three weeks ago. It's okay. No, we're not fighting. But every branch that he loves, all right, he still cuts. So that they can reproduce even more. Isn't that what he says here? He says, while every branch that, he, that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be, it will be even more fruits. fruitful. Sorry. So that it will be even more fruitful. So for you to grow as a disciple, be ready to be disciplined. Be ready to obey commands. Right? Be ready. Be ready. Because that's a true, uh, a true way to show how free you are in God. And, and you want to really obey what Jesus said to go and make disciples of our nations. But you cannot make disciples without being one yourself. Until you have been discipled, you cannot really be a disciple. Who is a good leader? Show me a good leader who has never been a servant before. You are showing me a fake boss. He's a fake. A leader who does not know how to be a servant is a fake. Are you still here? Because leadership is not about control. You ask children, do you want to be a leader? Yes, why? They tell you, I want to be able to tell people what to do. You see, that's the child thinking. 
Because that's all they can see. That is, that's all they can perceive as leadership. But when you grow, you start to realize that a leader is a chief servant. What others aren't doing, you see him doing it. Or you see her doing it. He's not going, well, that job is too small for me, so let other people do it. Of course, yeah, he learns how to delegate, but, but he also watches when people are breaking under the weight. Right? When people are breaking under the weight, he quickly runs to their help and help carry it. Can I say to you today, call, you might have thought about it, it probably might be a place for you, probably might not be a place for you, but hey, it's one way to learn to be a disciple. You might have done everything in call. You might come in and go, well, um, all of these things, we've done them before. How about just open your heart and receive knowledge from a different perspective and let God speak to you. Actually, even if you, God is not speaking to your heart, let him speak to your pride. All right? So that the pride can die a natural death. And then you can, you know, wake up as a good disciple of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. The message you've heard was produced by the Transformation Edge, and we hope it has inspired you. For more information, please visit our website, www.thetransedge.com, or you may contact us via email to frontdesk at thetransedge.com, or on Facebook, The Transedge Church. You may wish to call us on 02-4731-2419. The Trans Edge, a change is inevitable.